Remember, this is Latrice Bartley with Beauty and Purpose, reminding you that you were created for such a time as this. Hi, welcome. This is Latrice with Beauty and Purpose. I am so glad you joined me today and I want to continue with part two of yesterday's discussion um, on being chosen, um, presenting our becoming a living memorial. Um, And I was talking about this from the aspect of Joshua. Um, And I would encourage you to read Joshua chapter three and Joshua chapter four. But on yesterday, I, in part one, just gave a little overview. Um, and the Lord was showing me, starting out the scripture of Matthew 22 and 14, for many are called, but few are chosen. And again, I would, you know, check out episode one, but just a high level to kind of give you a synopsis. We are dealing with the Israelites and they are getting ready to cross the Jordan River. And there were so many nuggets that the Lord was showing me in this passage um, from just even how we prepare um to go into our miracle how important that is and that's brought out in Joshua 3 um chapter 3 verse 5 the amplified version version then Joshua said to the people sanctify yourselves for his purpose for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders miracles among you um and then we also talked about the importance of the ark of the covenant how that represented a symbol of the presence of the God of the presence of God in the midst of his people and but it's such a blessing that we don't have to worry about an ark you know as in the old testament because Jesus, that's what he did when he went to the cross, when God gave us his only son. You know, I am so thankful that his death now because of Christ's death, we can go straight to Jesus. Um, We have we can come into his presence and we with the Ark of the Covenant, there was a distance that you had to stay because the presence of God, it was, you know, you couldn't just approach because of the presence of God, it would consume you. But there was even a distance, you know, when you read that chapter that the people even had to stay. But through Christ's death, you know, y'all, we have a high priest and he's still leading us today, but we don't have to keep a distance. We can draw near to him. And I want to be very honest with you. Um, you know, I was thinking about as I was coming back through part two, I was, I'm honestly, I, this was a day for me. I was feeling some type of way. And I think on the last episode, I ended with, um, you know, Jesus, our high priest. And I just wanted to say something about that because I think it fits perfectly with being chosen. When you are chosen, I want to go into part two of what God was showing me in this passage. But being chosen can be a lonely place. Um, It is so rewarding to do the will and the work of the Lord. I want to be very honest. Um, I even think about there's days, y'all, just how I'm talking to you. Oh, my goodness. I hear the Lord's voice this clear daily. Um, and I am serious down to the point I can literally sometimes say, Lord, I don't know what to do in this day. And the Lord say, you're going to do this, do this for 30 minutes. I like, that's how clear he speaks to me. And that's such a gem to hear his voice. But I want to be honest that there's in being chosen 
and making sacrifices and doing things and listening and, you know, um, the things that's required a lot of times it can be lonely and you can't talk about everything with everyone. You really have to be led by God. But it's just a place that sometimes, you know, you just feel so inadequate. And that's where I was today. I I remember telling God I was trying to hold it together, walking into my job because there was so much going on in my mind. I'm like, okay, it's motivational Monday and I want to write and I hear God telling me to do something else. And he laid someone on my heart and I reached out to them by text to say, hey, you know, I, I just had so much and I just felt like, you know, God, do you know how much I can bear? And. I I wish I had someone to just pour into me and you and I do. But, you know, in those moments, you just feel lonely. But I just want to encourage you that even though um, you have those moments and it's okay, but we can't stay there, you know, and I just I'm gonna be honest, I wanted to cry. I did shed a little tear. But it's like God encourages us. He gives me that recall button. And um. And so when I was getting ready to record part two, I had to listen to part one. I always listen back just because I like to, you know, make sure I have my notes in order. And it was funny, y'all. I'm going to be very transparent to hear myself talking was encouraging me. And that should be, you know, I, I will hope I'm not putting anything out that I don't live by. But it was so interesting that to hear the end of what I was saying, I just started crying because I was like, whoa, you know, but I was reminded of, um, I have a high priest, you know, just where I ended with you all. And I just wanted to start out there and it's in Hebrews four and 14 through 16. So if you have a day, like I had today is I'm encouraging you and also encouraging myself on being chosen. It is a lonely place. Sometimes it's not. um, I think about, you know, something my pastor used to say a long time ago that, you know, either you're called or crazy, you know, but people that are just, Oh, I want to do, I want to go, you know, and don't get me wrong. You have a heart to want to obey God, but you also recognize that it's not easy. It's not, you know, sometimes you feel like the Lord, he just throws you out. You know, I can understand and relate sometimes with the disciples and, you know, you feel like you're on, on water, but you have to keep your eye on Christ. And, and, even though I had those moments, I, I want to encourage you too. That is in, it is so important in being called and in being chosen that you have the right network around you. And what I mean by that is, you know, maybe that one or two friends. Some days, I, you know, Jesus, He's my first source, and it's funny. Um, I will even be transparent to say, you know, I was praying, but even after I prayed, I just wanted to talk to my husband. My husband is such a, um, a place of comfort for me and he is so wise and I, I also trust his judgment. I trust the God in him. I trust his wisdom. And so I can call Javier sometimes and he can just say and even sometimes expound on the word and on such another level and give me a different take. And so even after praying, you know, I'm going to be honest, um, you know, I I always say how God is our first source, you know, and everything else is a resource. And so I was talking to him. And so, you know, you kind of a little bit try to play God. It's like, now I talk to you. So now I can call my resource. Right. And y'all, I'm telling you, it was so funny. Javier didn't pick up the phone. 
But in me, I knew he wasn't going to pick up the phone because I heard the Lord say, no, you're not going to call him. You're going to keep talking to me and you're going to go ahead and record because sometimes we want that comfort, right? We want somebody to say, oh, Latrice, you're doing great. You're doing what God is. Or, you know, we want that little stroke on our back and the wine for a minute. But God, when we're chosen, a lot of times he's growing us up. He's maturing us in the faith and he's reminding us, no, your dependency is on me. And his word is what's going to encourage you. You're not going to get some affirmation right now from your husband. And so it was funny. He simply just reminded me of Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. And so that's what I want to remind you today. And it says Jesus is our he's our great high priest. And the scripture says in verse 14, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. Y'all that right there, I was already like getting teary out. I'm like, Lord, I got to do this video. You about to make me do the ugly cry. And then it goes on to say, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Then verse 16 says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Y'all, listen, so it was funny when my husband didn't pick up the phone because the Lord was like, yeah, good try. Nope, you're going you gonna to fulfill what the scripture said. And he just reminded me, Therese, I know, I know what I've called you. I know that I've chosen you and I understand the path that it can be lonely. But he reminded me, I've been lonely. I've shed, you know, I've, I've, I've questioned my father to say, why take this bitter cup from me? He was like, but all you have to do is approach my throne, call out to me and know with confidence that my grace is sufficient, y'all. And so it's just I, I use that even though um, I'm probably going to use this same example on my motivation on Monday because I think it's so important. But I just want to encourage you as I'm talking about chosen that whereas, you know, I'm I'm thinking about this passage in Joshua and how awesome it is and how important it is that we rise up and take the place that God is. He's called us and he's chosen us. But y'all understanding too, that even in our weaknesses, even in the days like today for me, where tears were shed and, and I just felt, and I always, to be honest with you, feel so inadequate. You know, I'm like, Lord, I'm doing so many things. And like, I don't even feel like I'm doing what you're wanting me to do. And how do I know? But he keeps speaking and he keeps propelling me and he keeps giving me nuggets. And so that's how I know. And that's how I keep moving. So I hope that encourages somebody. I just wanted to share that. But I want to go right ahead and jump into part two of Joshua. Um, now I'm going to where I believe the crux of it. This was just so this whole chapter was so mind blowing to me how the Lord was just speaking to me. And so we're now um, in Joshua four. And I would encourage you to read all of Joshua four. But we are specifically talking about 
how and why is so important. I want to encourage you and charge you how we must build a memorial through our lives. And this is what God was showing me through being chosen. And he took me specifically here. So when you read Joshua 4, 2 through 4 in the Amplified, it says, take for yourselves the 12 men. And in brackets, it says chosen from among the people, one man from each tribe and command them, pick up for yourselves 12 stones one each from here out of the midst of the Jordan from the place where the priest's feet are standing firm carry them over with you and lay them down at the place where you will spend the night tonight then Joshua called the 12 men whom he had appointed from the sons of Israel one man from each tribe now the reason that was important because number one in brackets it said chosen and I thought about just a simple like again when you're reading Joshua 3 it's kind of going through the instructions that's leading to them crossing the Jordan the Lord is telling him and that he's choosing these 12 people and but here's the thing in just being chosen they did not recognize probably an, in chapter four what they were being chosen for I mean they were chosen and they were being a, a representation but it was going to come at a point in chapter four where man to be chosen was a great um, privilege and it had a great responsibility and you might say well what was the privilege because not only were they representing as the the word tells us they were representing um, each of their tribes but they were going to have to carry a stone and I want to liken that stone to life now because I don't believe it was like you go out in your yard and pick up a rock and you carry that that probably anybody could have done that but I literally in my mind if you will just kind of you know bear with me a little bit I really see a stone something that you have to pick up and carry and I thought about how in chapter three they probably didn't understand the magnitude of how it was just to be chosen to not only represent their tribe, but to carry this, this stone that would become a memorial for their children. And I want to just stop there because I was literally thinking about chosen, you know, we don't, when you're chosen, it, it can be a privilege, but it's something that you know, you're picked for whatever you're marked. And sometimes that's great, but we don't understand what all that encompass, you know? And so I want to parallel that now with that stone, you know, I can imagine because we're talking about, they were picking a stone from right where the priest said, and I, I priest stood rather, which remember this whole, where the Ark of the covenant, this is the presence of God. And so this picking a stone specifically from that um, that area in the Jordan, I believe it was very symbolic of a lot of things. But one of the things that I want to want to just kind of if I could side streak a little bit and point out is when you read about the Jordan and there's so many nuggets, y'all, you can get in this story. I feel like I could go on and on. But this was a uh, uh, the Jordan, I mean, it was like it, if I could say high tide, I know that's more of a beach terminology, but the waters were overflowing and it talks about that. So this miracle was mighty y'all. It's not like, oh, okay, you know, the sea is, we have the sea and it's just parting the sea and we're going to walk. We're talking about overflowing. And so 
like flood, you know, and so for that water to be parted and then it even gave it talks about in the scripture that the land was dry. That doesn't make sense, right? Okay, because you might think the first miracle is that they're walking across it. Okay, floody waters at a time where I mean, this is overflowing, but then just to walk across it is one. But how do the waters part? underwater and it become dry like think about it you would think okay they part the waters but then they're gonna kind of walk on some mud they need to be but that's not what the scripture said it said that the waters were dry y'all so this stuff don't even make sense mentally you know you're like but it's the water how is the ground dry but that's just like our God and he talks about how our ways are not his ways our thoughts are not his thoughts and so I want I'm painting this picture because I want you to see how much of a miracle this was but go Going back to these stones, they're taking stones from this very place where the the presence of God to remember and to kind of commemorate, build a memorial of so that they would not forget, you know, what the miracle that God had done. And so I'm literally seeing what it's like to be chosen to pick up that stone, to represent their tribe and to take this stone over to where they're going to sleep. And I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but it even talks about that. It says so that your, your children, they're going to ask, what does this stone represent? And you're going to be able to tell them what a privilege, but yet, uh, you know, probably a little burden because I'm thinking that this is not a light stone. Right. And so I'm now kind of want to go forward a little bit, but I'm thinking about you and me, you know what it means. Yes, we all have a calling. We all have a purpose, but like the scripture says, few are chosen for certain things, you know, and for God to choose you. I, I immediately think about so many things in my life, but of course, the, the main thing that comes to my mind is Olivia. I think about the testimony of what it means for me to have been chosen. And I remember specifically y'all feeling like, this doesn't make sense. This is how I be, all of where I am in my life started because I remember after bringing Olivia home, um, there were days that I would boohoo cry and somebody would probably say, girl, you just, you escaped death. You had a miracle. Doctors told you your daughter would never make it to 19 weeks. Your life. I mean, there's so many parts of my testimony that is still not even known that y'all brings me to tears because of God's faithfulness, his omnipotent hand through my life. But I remember feeling like I was set up. It just didn't make sense to me. I had two normal births. And I'm like, how do I have a child that's embedded in my C-scar? How did I never bleed? How did my doctor cut me and just so happened her hand moved up and the area that she should have cut, I would have hemorrhaged out, but I didn't because she moved up. Y'all, I just remember sobbing and saying, God, some Thing happened. But y'all, the fact of the matter was I was chosen. My womb was chosen for something great, you know, and to be chosen, it is a privilege. It is a privilege to be marked, but there's a greatness and there's responsibility that comes with that. I didn't know the stone that I would carry. There were many days that that stone, my baby, it, it was waiting. It, it brought tears, but y'all, it also propelled my faith. It sharpened me. It strengthened me and my faith. 
faith. It began to allow me to see God on a new level. It increased my faith. I remember each day became stronger. And then I began to, y'all, I was indignant. Who do you think you're going to tell me? Because the word of God, yes, I understand what the x-ray say, but let me tell you what my God say. Because see, when you are chosen, there's some things that, that have to happen in you. And there's a resolve you have to have. And y'all, I remember from day one, I didn't understand any, everything. I would be a liar to say I did. But one thing I had a resolve on was that my God was mighty. I knew the word of God and I knew that there was nothing that they could tell me that would X out what God's word said. I knew God stand on abortion. I knew that I gave my life to God. And so there was some absolutes in my life. And I want to challenge you that when you're chosen, there's going to be some absolutes, y'all. There's going to be some things that, that you will have to have a resolve. And the reason is because I believe that's where it gives that, that distinction that there's a call, but there's few that's chosen because when you're chosen, you're going to have to carry some things. There's some burdens. There's some walking that you're going to have to do on that dry land. God allowed the land to be dry, but I can imagine them carrying those stones. And isn't it so sweet like our God that the waters wouldn't be muddy. Can you imagine them carrying them stones and muddy and slipping and falling? But in the New Testament, I, I think about in Psalms, even in Psalms, um, there's a passage, I believe it's in Psalms 37. When you read it in the Amplified, he said, you will not slip, fail or fall. Y'all, and isn't it like our God that he will make the land dry so that they can carry those stones to be that memorial of his faithfulness. And I, I remember carrying the stone of, of giving birth to a miracle and my life. And I didn't understand everything, but little did I know that he was choosing me there. And that's what I I want to encourage you today. You, you might say that this stone of cancer, this stone of I, I'm dealing with something, uh, I need deliverance in the area, this stone. But if you would just carry it and give it to Jesus, y'all, he said, I need you to, I've chosen you for such a time as this because somebody, your children are going to ask and say, what does this stone represent? And y'all, we are going to be a living memorial. I'm here to tell you that I'm smiling now. That stone was waiting. My wound was heavy, y'all. But not only did I birth a miracle, but I little did I know that I would start a podcast. I would start a business, that I would become a business owner, that God would use my voice, that he would use my presence. Who am I? I'm no one, but y'all, I was just chosen. And so when you understand what it means to be chosen, yes, it's a lonely place. Yes, it's sometimes some tears. Yes, there's a stone that you're going to have to hear that you're going to have to bear and carry. But y'all, that stone is to be a testimony. That stone is to be, it is to show forth the glory of God. It is to be a living remembrance of God's faithfulness. And when you understand that, it allows us believers to stand up in the times that seem hard. And so that's one of the things that I wanted to share with you in this because God was showing me to be chosen. Yes, it can be a lonely place, but oh, it's such a rewarding place because we're doing something that is not about us. It's not about what we can do, but it's what he's doing. The people had to sanctify themselves for this miracle. They didn't understand all of it, but y'all, he said, I, I need you to carry these stones over because I need you to have a recall button. But y'all is, is recognizing that Oh my God, he chose us for something bigger than us. Something that 
It's not about us. I think about, again, Philippians 2 and 13. You know, it's God. He's the one is he's doing it. He's willing. He's urging us. He put it in us and he's going to accomplish his purpose in us. It's not about us, but it's yielding to his will. And so the more I think about the situation with Olivia, I think about what it means to be chosen. I didn't understand everything. I, I didn't see today. I didn't see me recording a podcast, but little did I know my womb he chose me for something. He He's using Olivia for something. He's using my family, my husband, my children for something. And so I want to leave you with the definition of a memorial because I think I feel like this brings it full circle. And when I looked up the definition of a memorial, it says serving as a remembrance of a person or an event, a record. But this is the one I like. It says something that keeps on a remembrance alive. And y'all, this is what I want to encourage us. I want us to begin to look at our trials and look at situations different because maybe you were chosen as the church. We've got to stand up and stop backing down show the world it doesn't mean that you don't shed tears it doesn't mean like today we I, I you don't have a bad day you know but the word of God has to be our anchor we have to remember that what a privilege to be marked for the kingdom of God I think about what James talks about how to go through um, different things is for for God is a privilege and then it's perfecting us. It, it read James. Oh my God. It changed my life because it says to be persecuted for Christ and to go through, um, different, difficult situations to go through trials. Y'all it's perfecting us. And so to be chosen. Wow. We want to be those living stones to be a memorial. And I just pray that something I said encourages you. I believe we are chosen to be living stones, y'all. Our life, our our temp, our trials are to be miracles, a daily commemoration of God's faithfulness, his deliverance, his just who he is in the earth. But y'all, I think about when we get to um Verse 20, well, I want, I want you to read all of it, but I want to just bring out a couple things that I thought was so awesome. And in verse 21, it says, then Joshua said to the Israelites in the future, your children ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground for the dry ground for the Lord, your God dried up the river right before your eyes. And he kept it dry until you were all across, just as he did at the Red Sea when he dried it up until we had all crossed over. But y'all, this is where it is. 24. He did this. So all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful. And so you might fear the Lord, your God forever. And so y'all, you, when we are chosen, all I can say is it's beyond you. It's not about you, but y'all even it says our kids. We, I, I thought about for it to be chosen as generations. Y'all miles and Langston, they understand. I talk to them about all the time, but I believe that when they're looking at that magazine and they're looking at their sister, she's a living stone, y'all. She's going to remind them of God's faithfulness. They might come up through, deal with something through their life, but they're going to remember my sister is not even supposed to be walking, but she's a living stone. She's a living memorial of God's miraculous hand upon her and my mother's life. And so I just want to encourage you to rise up, to take a stand, no matter what we are going through. And I thought about um 
just really quick, I want to leave you uh, when I was thinking about um, where we are now. This scripture came to me and my husband shared this and I thought it was awesome. It's second Corinthians three, two through three. And it says you are a you are our letter. And this is the amplified version of recommendation written in our hearts, recognized and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us written, not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. So y'all, this is, this is the new Testament scripture, but it's reminding us that we are that living stone, not by what's just written in ink, but y'all, we through the presence of God, we are living before others to show forth God's glory. So y'all, there's going to be a part three. I'm trying to get it all through, but I pray that something I said encourages you. I will be back tomorrow for part three. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Hi, and welcome. This is Latrice Bartley, co-founder of Beauty and Purpose, where we help you discover your beauty inside and out embrace your uniqueness and walk in the fullness of who Christ created you to be.